0: Hi, Chad.
1: Hi, hey, Cameron.
0: So, you know what today is?
1: It is Thursday.
0: That's right. It's time for our annual coverage of the Video Game Awards.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Now, we just saw the new Star Wars game, which looks kind of interesting. No gameplay, so we don't know what it's about. And we just saw the announcement of the Wonder Woman game. No gameplay, so we don't know what it's about. They also announced Alan Wake 2, which I mean, I guess we can assume what it'll be like because it's a sequel, but no gameplay, so we don't know what it's about. But the real reason we're watching this. is Jim Carrey. Oh, look, Jim Carrey's back!
1: I don't know if this is a bit or not.
0: No, right are here. Are you BGAs? watching? I don't know if you're on the right stream or not.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm not on a stream. I think. I, I think I fucked up, Cameron.
0: Yeah, I sent you a link to it. Jim Carrey's going to introduce the trailer to Sonic the Hedgehog 2.
1: Is he really? Yeah, he's doing it right now. He is. Don't do it, son. Oh, that was horrible. I've been drinking.
0: I'm catching up on my drinking now. He's
1: He's yelling at everyone at
0: the Video Game Awards.
1: Wow, the top chat's going really fast.
0: Oh, yeah, I have to turn that. that off. That's distracting.
1: I want to see him do this voice, but that like don't go deeply into that. Good night, that poem. It's like this really angry Scottish man.
0: Did you watch the first movie? No. Oh, you're gonna you're you're gonna be so lost on the plot.
1: I know, right? The Sonic. Plot. Oh no
0: way! <laughs> He's standing on a building looking at cops cars.
1: Wait wait, is Sonic a two out of mine? Okay, now I got him on a building looking at cop cars. I like it when my Sonic steals cars and hits people with cars. Oh, he didn't hit her. Like how oh, he's supposed to be a kid, but he sounds like a 40-year-old man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, the emerald looks I, cool. I do like Jim Carrey's robotic. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Oh, that is a cool emerald. Go no Tails! There he is! I love that they have like Tails as an actual voice actor to play him in this movie.
0: Yeah, but not Sonic's. It's so weird.
1: It's weird that they're gonna do like a Sonic and Tails meet each other for the first time story. Hey, it's Knuckles!
0: Oh, they're doing the plot where Knuckles is tricked into working for Robotnik.
1: I like that. That's all Sonic Three stuff.
0: They're doing it right. Uh, well, okay. You know what? That makes the whole video game awards worthwhile.
1: I'm a little disappointed that they don't have Sonic Boom Knuckles. Like he doesn't sound completely stupid. This man well, will not be Sonic. The mayor doesn't of a sound town.
0: that great. Uh-
1: <laughs> that looks fun.
0: That looks fun. So you never he saw the first make movie? A bad
1: person, right? Sorry, go on.
0: Uh, I don't think I heard you. What was that?
1: I said. I hope that doesn't make me a bad person.
0: Nah. But the first movie was pretty fun. Um, this looks like they're leaning into fun a little more. So good on them.
1: Yeah. I like I like seeing tails and knuckles like that. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah. I, I think the emerald looks cool. I think uh, they have got some goofy fan service like snowboarding and.
1: The plane like, uh, uh, there's there's She's several the things in
0: there so it's like yeah they care
1: I just played that game that was in Sonic 2
0: so we'll it's see it's kind of fun
1: I don't know so this doing... is weird right because like it'll happen yeah. you know, but like it's so blatant and I'm upset and I think like Mandalorian had some of that and then and then this I feel like is equally as blatant but I'm just like no I like this this is good this I'm, I'm pointing at this one and being like this is the good one well I mean
0: Sonic the Hedgehog is a property for children like, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to take it that serious. I mean, like, <laughs> it's we've been talking about making Sonic OCs, but that's a joke. You know, there's not like lore to actually pay attention to and care about.
1: Right. I'm deleting half my backstory now because it's a joke to you. Yes. Go ahead.
0: It's now Horizon Zero Dawn one. and I'm bored. So dozen of Game <laughs> Awards for tonight.
1: Um, There's a thread on Reset Era. It was like, should they make Star Wars content for adults? And 60% last I checked said yes. And 40% said no. And I was like, you 60% or why I hate Star Wars.
0: I, I saw a discussion about the current World of Warcraft lore. And people were debating about the current expansion's writing style because it's objectively bad. Like, the story structure is not there. Hmm. Every plot point is basically, we're told about a MacGuffin, and then it doesn't work out because we're told the bad guy won. Like, nothing makes sense. We're just kind of told, oh, no, actually, he needed the great seed, and we left it undefended, and so that means he has the great seed now. And we're like, okay... What what does that mean? It's like, who knows what he's planning? Okay? And it's been the theme of the expansion. And people were arguing that it's not actually that bad because Warcraft writing has always been bad. And I think the most articulate argument against that point was Warcraft used to be for 13-year-olds, and now it's for 5-year-olds. And it's like, no one's pretending it's some great literature or Hamlet or something, but there's been a definite downgrade in the structure of the Saturday Morning Cartoon, Sure. even if they're still Saturday Morning Cartoon storylines.
1: That's fair. I think that's something
0: worth, you know, considering.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, because I'm guessing most of the player base of World of Warcraft is not five, it's like... 25 or 35 because the people that are playing just haven't stopped and all of a sudden hey we want some adult stories we are adults now i um i I finished that Dragonlance series i had been reading uh all seven books and it was kind of funny how they just get like progressively worse so like first three are good the fourth one's fine and then five and six are kind of bad and then seven's pretty bad And I know there's politics involved in there. And I may have talked about some of those on the show before about how, like, she was handed this this property and then it was kind of taken from her. And I think she was kind of asked to, like, undo some of the stuff she did because that wasn't the direction they wanted to go in. And, you know, this is like D&D. And so it has to follow rules. And so she's paid to, like, undo stuff. And writing really good character arcs is difficult. So why bother when you can just add lots of fantasy bullshit for your plot? I don't like. I don't totally begrudge her for it. But it's interesting to like see how the writing quality drops. Where it's not just like the character writing gets worse. It's sort of like the prose gets worse. The dialogue gets worse to the point where you're just like, wow, you are really phoning it in on this seventh book. And it's a shame because you can read it and be like, there's there's so many good ideas here. Like the, the main plot, the main hook is really interesting. And I like that you're setting up this villain and then the villain shows up literally three times in the whole book. And that's stupid. Because that's not a villain anymore. That's like a storm. But the villain's not treated that way. And also that's not that interesting because this isn't like a disaster book. This is a character thing. Like, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm in my 30s. This was written for me when I was 14, which is when I first read it. Yeah. And I liked it then, so technically she like achieved her goal.
0: I think that's the problem with zoval in Warcraft is they're not writing him as a villain, but they're portraying him as a villain. Yeah, and really, he's just he's an antagonistic force. We, I guess, we're told that he's bad, but uh, there's this one guy. Who does a lot of Warcraft content and he's controversial? Um, but Asmongold is known for being kind of pessimistic and negative sometimes. But he not brought in up my a Warcraft point. fandom, yeah. But he brought up a point I found interesting that at this point in the story, we still don't know if Zaval is actually a bad guy or not because we still don't understand what his plan is or what his motivation for his plans are, we just don't agree with his methods so far and everyone that we've met has told us he's bad but it's kind of like what if he is in the right like they could turn it into an interesting twist if we've realized wait a minute um this is a Final Fantasy RPG and now we have to stop religion yeah we we were told religion's good but we found out it's not good so it's like like you, you need some sort of bearing like the Lich King is a bad guy yeah. And we get this great origin story where you see him do bad things and then do worse things and then do worse things and then grow in power. So you're like, oh, man, he's he's so evil. and He's capable of so much. And now he's so strong. Not only do we have to stop him, but we don't even know if we can stop him. And with Zoval, it's like we're just told he's been the puppet master all along. So, OK. And then now he has the sigils. OK. And now he, he opened the gate. Uh, what gate? What's the sigil? Like, what's going on? I don't know. This is just me complaining about Warcraft again.
1: That's okay. That is on brand, and I'm here for it, because I, too, used to complain about Warcraft.
0: So, we did open the show talking about video games, and I'm looking forward to catching up on all the announcements on the Game Awards. Uh, I did see lead or like Best Actor went to the uh, the voice actor for Lady demetresk from Resident Evil Village. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's funny because I don't know that she's necessarily the best actor that was nominated. But she is certainly such a fun person that loves to engage with the community that it's kind of fun seeing her go up on stage. And it's like games are supposed to be fun. I'm glad they're celebrating stuff.
1: I take it like the Game Awards is sort of like the Grammys, right? Where it, there's a certain level of, like, quality is not exactly why we're here as far as uh, awards go. It's a lot of its popularity, a lot of its engagement. is what do the fans want to see? Yeah. What does the it, industry respect? More because- than
0: the Grammys, it's mostly in a uh, an advertisement show. Sure. They do a lot of advertisement to the point where people talk about the ads afterwards more than the awards. But there are moments where it's like, well, isn't this nice?
1: It's funny with the Grammys, because I know this a little more than I do video games because I pay attention to music. But you can tell, like, what the industry cares about based on what's nominated. And so, like, you look at the pop and the rap and the hip-hop or whatever, and it's a lot of really contemporary stuff that came out within the last year. Like, well, obviously, because it's 2021. But But, like, newer artists, right? Like, you're not getting... Like, Lady Gaga doesn't really get nominated because she's been around a while. Taylor Swift still does because she's Taylor Swift. But, like, Billie Eilish is fairly new. Uh, Olivier Rodrigo, very new. Um, Lil Nas X, he's been around a bit, but this is, like, his first full-length album. And you're like, that's cool. Like, they're celebrating, like, new talent that's making a splash, right? Like, and and you can get energized about that because they're new artists. You're like, oh, where they are going to go next? What can they do, though? World is their oyster. Then you go look at the rock and the metal groups, and it's like, hey— Paul McCartney put out stuff. That dude that was popular sixty years ago now, kinda like, or uh dc put out a new album. They're on here, like, like the rock. It's it's going back forty years, and though, and it's so frustrating. And the video game awards is interesting because, like, I remember when um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Walking Dead came out, and like that was nominated, and and people were kind of like, oh my god, like this, like small text adventure, oh, not text adventure, we have point and click adventure game. It's nominated alongside like all these other huge triple A games. And that was like a big deal, but it really showed case like this huge turning point within the industry. Like, Oh, actually like we really going to start paying more attention to these smaller games and these indie developers. And what can we do with the medium? And it felt a lot more like artistically, uh, integrity. I, I don't know how to word this, I don't know where it's at anymore because I don't pay attention to video games, other than like you bought me Sonic Forces.
0: Yeah, you, you love that game, don't you? I'm gonna play some more tomorrow. tomorrow.
1: Um, it was I, I. don't know if I made a coherent point. By the way, I, I am. No, I think having trouble was there. Good, I did it, everybody. I'm the best. You did it, Sonic Forces. I made myself a little little kitty cat character. I was really disappointed with how little uh, customization there was in that game. Because the whole point of it is you make your OC. And there's, like, four faces. And there's a couple different body types. And, like, you can pick colors, but there's no patterns. Like, I can't give my cat stripes. I can't give him spots.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's something interesting. Because I'm pretty sure the one redeeming factor of that game was the OC part. Uh, did yeah. you watch that video about the behind the scenes? Or, like? I did. Yeah. And they commented how... Uh, one of the most common things I get fans writing in about is I want to make my own character. And it's like, I hope they don't drop this just because they tried it once because if they could expand on this concept, um, honestly, if they came out with Sonic the Hedgehog five or mania two, and it had a create a character thing and it's, there's no story just, yeah, oh, you want to be a cat. Yeah. You can be a purple cat. I don't care. You can be a green cat.
1: I made a purple cat.
0: Yeah. It's like, hey, just do it. That would be fun, <laughs> even in a 2 game without any story.
1: Him. And I get, like, obviously there's, like, it's voice acted, so they're not gonna, they're gonna call you Rookie, that's fine. But, like, I still want to be able to type a fucking name in, and, like, this is my character with my name. Like, it's so it felt so half-assed.
0: A little bit. Um, also,
1: like, the poly count and, like, the model, like, it, they're just way worse. It's like, this character looks not, like shit.
0: Yeah, it's not great. I think there's fun elements in the game, but it there's like they could have taken a year or two to polish it up.
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing, right? Is according to that, like they had like a really harsh deadline, and also the directors like we're gonna try to please every Sonic fan ever.
0: So we'll see. There was a big Sonic anniversary uh, for the thirtieth this last year.
1: Oh my god, I'm so old.
0: And what they did was they teased that they're working on a game. And they basically apologized for cranking them out annually and trying to, like, force these deadlines and, presil- you know, like, oh, we made a shitty game, but at least it came out on time. So now it's like, most- hey, we're working on a good one. We promise we don't have anything to show you because we're not done yet. And it's like, thank you. That's all we really
1: <laughs> I know. That's so funny. And it's like the most Sonic thing ever, though, right? Like, for our anniversary, we're going to apologize. Yeah, but at least
0: they did it. Because can you imagine if they just they came out with uh, Sonic Zones? It's an open world game. You can climb the tower. And they, okay, no, stop it.
1: I feel like, like if they gave me, like, hey, it's our anniversary. Here's a really cool Sonic toy, like an action figure. I'd be like, I'm down for that. I like Sonic enough. I would maybe consider buying it. Like, your anniversary doesn't need to be a full-fledged game. It can be plastic that people Now, want, they did come like...
0: out with a lot of cool toys. Oh, that's cool. Um, Did you see... Uh, Or no, did you ever finish Sonic 2? I know we talked about that.
1: Oh, no, I never did finish that last level.
0: Because, like, not to spoil it, but one of the better toys was the final boss from Sonic 2. Oh. And it's just this weird thing. Also, they had a set with other stuff from Sonic 2. And it was just strange where it's like, oh, wow, they're targeting me specifically so hard with this toy line.
1: Dude, why is there not LEGO Sonic? Hmm? Why is there not LEGO Sonic?
0: Uh, You know, I don't know. There is a LEGO Sonic, but they never did full sets.
1: Like, that'd be pretty dope, right?
0: Let's see. I think it would be kind of fun, but also... The thing with Sonic is, like, I feel like Legos are more fun when there's, like, buildings to make. And Sonic's mostly, like, here's a loop-de-loop.
1: That's true. I think if you, like, got to, like, make some of Robotnik's, like, monster robot things, make yeah. a loop-de-loop, like, a playset kind of thing. I think that could be kind of cool. Yeah, that like, would be the fun. there's the whole Mario board game thing, right? Like, you, like, build these Mario levels and actually, like, roll dice or whatever. Like, you could do that with Sonic.
0: I love so the level from that Sonic. Uh there's there's a Lego game with a bunch of IPs in it. And there's a Sonic level and they actually put in the sequence where you run on the bridge and the killer whales chasing you for no reason. But it's a big le- Lego killer whale.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's fun.
1: Also that that level is pretty fun. Like like that like the spectacle is so stupid. But yeah, it's, it's there, perfect. Right? And you're like fuck it's yeah, Sonic. Yeah.
0: Do you think we'll see that in the movie? Well, we got yeah, a part awesome. where like, there's a whale chasing him for no reason. It's just fit everything in there. I want to see that giant truck that's like four streets wide barreling oh, yeah. down the city for no reason. Like, why did we even make this? I don't know. So the other video game thing, yeah. uh, Final Fantasy Expansion came out last week. Oh, how's that? Well, I haven't been able to log in yet. Oh, No. Uh, I get home from work, and the queue is about 4,000, and after an hour, I'll get down to 2,000, when it will disconnect, and I have to start over. Oh, no. So, I haven't gotten to see it, and I've also had to, like, avoid a lot of websites, because people are dumping spoilers everywhere. Sure. And I actually care about the story this time around, so it's like, I'd rather not know.
1: That's frustrating.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. But it reminds me it, of
1: the old WoW expansions too. Like you, you go to where you go to the thing, you buy it, you install it. it takes forever because you have old shitty internet, and then it's like, hey, you're in queue. You can play yeah. in a while.
0: And that's something I want to give credit to WoW for because, like, their infrastructure did get a lot better, mm-hmm. um, thanks to Activision. Uh, currently, with World of Warcraft, you don't even like log out for the expansion update. you're still in the server and when it goes live you just get like a pop up on the screen it says adventurer the king calls you everyone flies there like it's so smooth now they actually got it down to a system that's a good job guys you did one thing right
1: I've been playing more uh, Dark Souls 3 with my brother
0: you've been enjoying that
1: yeah it's, it's been really fun that game's a lot more chill when there's two people
0: yeah I would imagine
1: it's funny, the uh, the Abyss Watchers, um, like, that's like, typically, like, I remember when I played it, that's like the first, like, really roadblock of a boss, because if you don't know how to play the game, that boss is gonna be really, really hard. Like, it kind of forces you to learn the rhythm. But when there's two right. people, you kind of just fuck around, like, it it, it goes, it's, it's a lot easier. <laughs> but it's been, it's been a good time, because a lot of it is like, so I, because I'm Nicholas Cage, and he's pretty Squidward, or handsome Squidward, and, uh, so we look ridiculous. But just like running through the game and, and falling off of stuff and then falling off again. And then you're like, I got it this time. And then you get shot off by an arrow. So this is the area we were at. I, I had a real hard time with gravity that day. But uh, it's I don't know. It's been it's it's weird treating like a Dark Souls game like kind of a, just a dumb hack and slash, but that's sort of what it is right now. And you lose a lot. But also, like, the game is so well put together and the costuming and, like, finding, you know, like, building up your character and finding new weapons. Like, that part's so fun that, like, it's kind of cool to just only care about that and not be, like, stressed out while I play it. Like, it's such a great way to experience the game. But I don't know if I would recommend it as your first way to experience the game.
0: So, it's funny. That's my take on Resident Evil 8. Uh, The first time through, I was terrified of every corner. Like, is something going to jump out at me this time? And once you get New Game Plus and all your powerful guns carry over, it's like borderline comedy. Because I have infinite ammo grenade launcher, and it's like, I remember every jump scare. So it's like, now I get revenge on all the jump scare werewolves. That it's like, yeah. oh, I know you're going to come out of that corner. And then he does, and like, guess what? And I kill like five werewolves at once.
1: Yeah, there's a, I can't remember the name of the the place, but like it's this really big castle area. You have to walk through really kind of slow because there's lots of traps and there's these like little like gremlin dudes with spears that hide and they're like around corners, and if they get on you it really hurts. But if there's like two people it just doesn't happen because you kill them so fast. So you're just like sprinting around and aggroing all of them and then you just take like giant swings with your mace or whatever and they all just die. Like I'm using a katana and it's cool because it's a katana and Joe's just using this giant fuck ass mace. And he's two-handing it, so all his swings are really slow, but it's like he's baseball-swinging it into everybody, and are just, just dropping. And uh, I don't know. Part of the reason I think it's so funny is just because I've i played it normally, and so playing it this way, it's like... It's like watching an abridged of, of your an, of an anime you like. <laughs> like you watch it, an yeah. anime, and you're like, man, this is a great story, and you watch the abridged, and you're like, this is so dumb, oh my god.
0: That's a funny way to put it, but I do like that.
1: And then, the invaders are kind of fun because it, sometimes they're annoying because they'll like be good and kill you but most of the time like 2v1 in that game especially if two people competently know how to play it like yeah we're just gonna fuck you up and that's kind of fun because Joe's got all the emotes so you like kill him and he'll do like some like fighter stance or whatever and I'm just like rolling around like a dumbass
0: I think that's what the new Elden Ring is gonna be like um for people that want it you can challenge yourself but it seems like they're keeping it very open to casual experiences
1: too. I think that's a good idea. I know yeah. like, there's a lot of like controversy there but like honestly like games should be for everybody and games are like the one thing you can buy that if you're not good enough you can't finish it. You can't progress and that's weird cuz they're expensive. And so I don't care if Dark Souls or Elden Ring or whatever has an easy option. Like, that doesn't affect me because I'm not going to use it. But other people who will need it can use it and still have fun. And that's okay. Other uh, Everyone's allowed to have fun.
0: But what about when that gets in the way of the design?
1: That's the thing, though, is, like, I don't think they would design it that way. I think they're going to design it the normal way. And then if you play it on easy mode, they just rank your health up or some shit. Like... This is a game with so many different stats, at least with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, that, like, if you wanted to tweak it and make it really easy, all you have to do is change some numbers. You don't have to, like, actually adjust the design of the monsters or the levels.
0: But isn't the challenge in understanding the dance?
1: I mean, I think so. And, and I obviously, that's how I want to play it. I don't mind throwing myself at Ludwig 30 times until I kill him. Like that is what i want out of the game because I, I respect that the design in that but not everyone is that way and i think that's okay too so if they be like man ludwig's really hard i want to turn on easy mode so i do twice as much damage i don't i don't care like that's cool too it it's not a so big deal
0: this is where i come in on this subject or the debate i guess um there's like a billion games to choose from and a lot of them are free. That's true. And so it's like whenever someone f- they they nitpick the one game they can't finish and they say uh this is a hate crime that it's not finishable by me. It's like you can play anything else. Like like why though- is it, it, at some point when you're you're telling a creative that they're not allowed to create what they're creating because you're lazy and don't feel like practicing or something like I I get the hypotheticals where someone's differently abled or something, but it's like, I don't know. There's things I can't do. I don't demand that things change so that I can do them.
1: I, I It's one of those things where, like, you're using the word demand, and I know I know gaming discourse is so toxic that that, like, shows up, right? Like, people are like, you need to put easy mode in here because I suck and I want to play the game. And I somewhat sympathize with that because I do think the Soulsborne games are do things that other games are not doing as far as like atmosphere and, and just design work and monster design and, and there's narrative through level design. Like they're they're so good at that. Like that's why I'm here. There's they're very well put together games and I get why people would want to experience them. Um Okay.
0: As now that's something different, because I don't see that at all. I've always found this game so like plainfully generic and boring. Really? Yeah, I don't care. I, I think Dark Souls kind like, of the,
1: is. It's very fantasy the only, based Bloodborne, though.
0: Yeah, the only stuff I've ever, like, found appealing about those games is the very specific challenge that they offer. Like, whenever the, the lore stuff, like, you found the king's uh, swollen ring and legend says of the princess or whatever that you'll never see is at the thing. It was, I don't care. Uh, Dark Souls lore is stupid. I don't care. I want to know how do you get around that one fire attack? Sure. It's like, am I doing something wrong, or do I need a magic item that stops fire? And then I find out the solution of the puzzle is, oh, you'd want to do this thing. Like, that's the game design to me. So when when people say that they can't see the game, and it's like, well, yeah, but if you, if you don't want to play the game, you can watch it all on YouTube. That's true. Um, and I think if you do, you won't appreciate it much, because there's not that much there like the the meat is really in learning how to roll
1: i guess with with dark souls specifically i think uh the narrative and the lore is a lot less interesting i know when i played dark souls 3 for the first time i like watched all the cutscenes and tried to pay attention but i didn't get as much out of it i do think the atmosphere is still there though i think the the level design is very good the music's very good. The coloring. Like, like you walk into an area and you just, like, feel something. And I think the game is really good at putting you in this setting and making you feel the different kinds of awe and dread and just, like, oh, shit. Uh, Bloodborne, I think, from a, a more lore perspective, is fantastic. I love playing that game and trying to learn stuff, reading the tooltips, and just being, like, trying to... What is this weird, eldritch world? Because it's, it, it's just got so much stuff I like. And so... If someone's like, man, I really want to play Bloodborne, but I'm not good enough at it. It's really frustrating. Like, I, I would get that because I think there is something to experience by playing that versus watching it. Because when you're controlling it, you get the dread versus if you're watching it. You, yeah, that uh, that piece of immersion, I think, is is kind of peeled away. Problem is, is the dread really comes from the game as being hard. So you take that away. I think you lose some of that. It's a it's a balancing act that I, I don't really have a skin in the race because I'm going to play the game how the devs want me to. um, And if other people don't want to play it that way, if that were an option, like it wouldn't bother me is is the thing. But I know the devs don't want to do that. And that also doesn't bother me because it's their game. I am extremely so, neutral.
0: Here's an interesting one. So I still have the Game Awards up on the side here. And right now they have a live band doing a song from the new Cuphead expansion. That's kind of cool. And this is all very charming, but it reminds me of a lot of this discourse coming up during Cuphead, when that came out. And a lot of people were very uh, frustrated and disappointed with how difficult the game was. Which, I, I found it hilarious at the time, because since I'm video game literate, I'm aware of the genre. And Cuphead's actually a very easy, it's on the easy scale in that genre of game. And it's like, I, I, some of the bullet hell shooters I have seen, it's like, I can't even watch them and tell what's going on. And with Cuphead, it's just like, it's cute and cartoony, but because it's cute and cartoony, a lot of people that don't play that genre thought it was a Mario. And when they tried playing it like a Mario, they got confused. Why, why are the enemies shooting at me? And it was this interesting thing where the presentation was so, uh. The the presentation was kind of different in a way that it attracted a different audience by accident. And a lot of people, to this day, still don't appreciate the game for what it is. And it's this weird, like, is this the Dark Souls of platformers? And it's like, it's not a platformer, you idiot.
1: So, on that note, I think Elden Ring is going to be interesting because one of the selling points to that is that George R. R. Martin worked on it and did world building and and writing for the game and people who would probably never play this kind of game but really like game of thrones are like oh i recognize george r. r martin he's my favorite railroad are gonna yeah. buy this and be like oh shit and so when you add like a major kind of like pop culture figure uh well major maybe in quotes but he's he's, he's a pretty you know well-known dude now I do think that complicates the way they're going to sell this game because if I were if I were them, I would put his name on the fucking cover because I really like his writing. I am stoked as fuck to play that game because I want to see what he did because I know I'm going to recognize it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you there.
1: But I can also look at like people I've talked about Game of Thrones at work who really like the show because look at all the dragons in the tits. And it's like, oh, my my kid has an Xbox series X I'll, or, or PlayStation or whatever I'll maybe I'll just buy this and play it I want to see what else he does right like you know if they make that jump they're going to be in for a really rough time
0: yeah I was actually just thinking about the Star Wars games um Star Wars is such a normie property that there's this uh there's like a quality to it where it, no matter what you do it has to be maximum accessible yeah And so when they announced that they're going to do a remake of Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of people got excited, but it also kind of raises the question of, is it going to be the same game or not? Because it's really not a super accessible RPG. Like, it's good, but the people that don't play video games, but they do every Star Wars thing, will they enjoy it at all? Is this even a waste of time, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, they just Oh, wow. They're doing the Sonic trailer. Oh my gosh. I was joking, but it's open world and there's towers everywhere. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, is is right open? I don't want to climb towers in an open world. I've done it yeah, 80 I, times. I opened
1: it. Is this Sonic? I've seen a tower. Oh my god, it is Sonic!
0: Sonic Frontiers. That was like a joke title people were throwing around.
1: Oh my god, it is! I I miss most of that, but then I'm seeing the chat is like Sonic Frontier. Okay, giant boss thing though. That's kind of dope.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, I'm sure they can do different things, and they've been working on it for a while, so I hope it's good. But there's My, an element of it that leaves me questioning. Like, mm.
1: they're gonna fuck that game up. I'm I'm so yeah. terrified it's gonna be bad. But I I want it to be good. I want good Sonic games.
0: I think every game should be good. That'd be nice. Um. Yeah. Uh, Games are funny. It's an interesting medium because it's it's unique, but it also borrows from everything else. This is true. Like, there are some video games that people have recommended to me purely because the soundtrack is good. And it's like, dude, I don't, this is a terrible game. Like, yeah, no, but listen to the soundtrack. It's like, I could have just listened to the soundtrack. I didn't have to buy the game.
1: And the soundtracks could be on YouTube, probably Bandcamp.
0: And honestly, when the soundtrack's good, I don't mind paying for it. Um I hate who's that company that made uh Bastion?
1: Oh, uh
0: Super Giant? I hate every single game they've ever made. And like people keep recommending me anytime Supergiant touches something, people tell me, Oh, it's just game of the year, you have to play it. And it's like I'm tired of doing it. I hate everything they make. I think they make really good computer wallpapers and great music. And I bought the Transistor soundtrack. I bought the Bastion soundtrack. Uh people keep telling me to play Hades and it's like, no, you can't trick me into trying it again. I think I, their definition like of fun Bastion. is different than mine, you know.
1: I like Bastion. I thought Transistor was okay. I enjoyed it, but I won't play it again. I've heard so many good things about Hades, and I'm just like, I should probably break down and play Hades. But then then I'd be doing what they want me to do.
0: And, you know, Hades is on Game Pass right now, so it's literally like I have free access to it, mm. and I don't have it in me to spend the time on it. It's like I got other things I could play because there's a billion video games. So I'm not going to spend time on something that I feel like I don't want to play. Sure. I see a fat man. Is that uh, George R. R. Martin?
1: Oh, it could be. Let me open He's it back fat, up. Right? I didn't realize we were supposed to have this open the whole time.
0: Oh, no, I, just I am. I, I'm not asking you to <laughs> subject yourself to this. I just have it muted in case Sonic were to show up, and he did. Um. So, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Well, like uh, Final Fantasy 14. As far as MMOs go, it's super accessible. Um, You can pretty much play it single player except for, like, a few moments where you have to do a dungeon, but it's, like, I mean, people will help you through it. It's not a big ask. And for some people, it just is a single-player game where they'll do the story and then stop. Like, they don't touch the raids. You don't even unlock them, you know? Right. And it's just kind of interesting how that one game brings so many people together because you are playing an online game together and you do see other people running around and doing stuff. Oof. Yeah.
1: I miss that about mmos like that was that was like the really cool aspect of it is just how populated and fluid and, and chaotic the world's felt
0: yeah uh one of the things they're doing uh they just put up a trailer for destiny and i really miss enjoying destiny i feel like my heart's broken in a way where i can't go back to it anymore so i don't trust them with this new expansion coming around but at the same time, there's this weird quality of it where it's cool to go to the hub world and you see other players running around.
1: Yeah. And they got, like, gear you don't have, and you're like, oh, I wonder why they got that. That looks cool.
0: Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's really fun when you see someone who, like, has the rarest armor in the game, and they're, like, standing like a champion and posing at the, the center of the, the main garden, and you can just see them there. And it's, like, you don't get that in other games. If it's an offline experience, it just is a very different thing. Yeah. I'm also bummed out they canceled the multiplayer cyberpunk game.
1: I didn't know they were working on one.
0: Yeah, they were going to do... A, after the successful launch of their major single-player game, there's going to be, like, a multiplayer spinoff. Kind of like Grand Theft Auto Online. Oh, okay. And so, I feel like there's hangovers of this where the single player, there's a lot of like dress up and you never see your character. You're always the first person and there's no working mirrors. But whenever you open the gear screen, there's a lot of fashion options. And so it's like, Oh, they wasted a lot of time on this stuff. That didn't matter. <laughs> Aww. You can take like third person photos and pose cool and stuff, but it's like, oh, I can see that this was supposed to be the multiplayer gear. Um, no, oh, well,
1: yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other video things to talk about. I don't. I don't really play a whole lot of them. Surprises. We got forty minutes.
0: Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I think I play enough for the two of us.
1: Every once in a while, I'm like, I should play some video games. Then
0: That's okay. You have Sonic I Forces. Want-
1: yeah, I, I'll see if I finish that. Uh, I I got like 35 minutes into it, and it is such a weirdly designed chaotic game, and not good ways most of the time, but there's a charm to it. I won't deny that.
0: I think, uh, and you mentioned it on VR the other night, but it's a very short game, which works to its benefit.
1: Yeah, I think it's like four hours.
0: Yeah, if you want to. That's probably a good estimate. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird medium. I'm watching the Game Awards, and it's like these award categories are so bizarre. Like they just sort of jumble stuff together, and it's like I feel like it's an excuse to talk about these games and not an actual uh, meritocracy at all. Like you said, it's more about like watching the trends and things.
1: Yeah. Speaking of VR chat. So um, next week, Friday is the office Christmas party. and I got a, I got a list of the karaoke songs and I picked a couple that I think I can do. So I don't know if you want to try karaoke this weekend so I can practice.
0: Oh, we could do that.
1: I know Alex is down because he's always down. Now, the caveat here. And I was going to open with this, but I'll, I'll, I'll close with it or near close. I got a canker sore the size of like Texas underneath my tongue. So I haven't been able to do anything uh, vocally over the last week because it hurts. And talking kind of sucks too. Um, but I was like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to have a chat with my friend Cameron.
0: That's what we do here.
1: Dude, it is is it it is a giant blister underneath my tongue. And it just, like hits every time I talk. It's just like, I'm going to hit everything. Like a fucking ping yeah. pong ball.
0: You know what's funny is uh, there's a couple podcasts I listen to where they've brought up how like oh man I got this terrible canker sore and it's, just, it's something about the season where it really hurts the podcasting community especially.
1: <laughs> True. I don't know. It's stupid. Normally I get up and I'm like, well, that's annoying, but it goes away. This one's this one's got some staying power. Um.
0: Oh no! The 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 um, PUBG mobile version. Has League of Legends characters in it. Oh, you get League of Legends skins for PUBG. Nice. <laughs> I I thought the whole point of PUBG was that it was more like semi and real. Yeah. Every game devolves into the same thing. Of we wish we thought a Fortnite first.
1: It does seem that way.
0: Oh boy, the new Fortnite season started, and How's it's just that? really bizarre. Uh, so one of the skins you can get is Spider Man, and there's a. Uh, part of the map that is actually like part of New York crashed into the island so the Daily Bugle is just there
1: oh that's cool
0: and so everyone's posing with their favorite DC characters in front of the Daily Bugle ah uh... or it's like they'll have Spider-Man wearing Batman's cape and like doing the bat signal emote and then someone else is Keanu Reeves from the one movie um but he's riding the fox from Naruto and then they, they put in the Gears of War, so people have Gears of War weapons. And it's such a bizarre mishmash that even while playing the game and understanding how the game works, my head will, like, reset, where it's like, I'll see Master Chief with a blade, and my impulse is, oh, no, he has a sword. And it's like, oh, no, 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 that's the same pickaxe everyone else gets. It's not actually a strong weapon. But I see the beam so- sword, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no, Master Chief showed up. And now I'm going to see uh, Marcus Phoenix and like, oh no, he has the um, he has that big like one hit KO sword and say, like, no, no. This is Fortnite. Ooh.
1: I feel like I was gonna yeah, games something. are weird. God. Which is basically the story of my life.
0: Oh, okay. Depressing point about Fortnite. Did you hear that they bought out Harmonix?
1: Oh, I think I did hear that. That is kind yeah. of depressing. That's the first thing.
0: I, I, as, I even enjoy Fortnite, and I'm reading that like, no. Oh, well. Anyways, I don't mind wrapping up here. Do you have a fantastic uh, glad space to lift everyone's spirits?
1: Sure. Um, I think this has been my glad space before, a long time ago, but I, I decided to pick up and reread uh, Stephen King book, Revival. And that book is which one is that? That's the. It's really weird. I don't know how to like describe this book because there's certain stuff that's like a spoiler, but it doesn't happen for like a while. Like some of the big plot stuff. It's such a slice of life story. Um, but basically, uh, it's about the. It's about this this guy. Like his basically his whole life, like starting as a kid all the way up to old adult, and the handful of times he's ran into uh, a preacher named. I want to say Daniel Jacobs, Charlie Jacobs. And, and the, the different times he's run into this person and this person is experimenting with electricity. And he started off as just like kind of a good natured minister. And then tragedy struck and he kind of became a carny and he's like after this idea. And so he's like kind of like Frankenstein and he's trying to make the Frankenstein monster. Um, but it's largely from Jamie's perspective, who is is the main character, just telling the story. And just sort of like, hey, I, I was a kid. And I ran into this guy. This is the stuff that was important to me when I was six. This is the stuff that was important to me when I was 17. This is the stuff that was important to me when I was 35. And just like these giant time skips. And then he keeps running into this person. And, and they have this creature has a huge effect on his life every time he runs into him. And ultimately, it, it winds up at kind of cosmic horror stuff. Which I love. But along the way, the the horror stuff is sort of just like getting older. Uh, What happens when you fall behind? What happens if you get, you know, like tragedy strikes? How do you deal with that? Like people just kind of suddenly die. Like how do you deal with that? Like all of these like mundane things that kind of think about and maybe don't want to. Like the older I get, the more this book kind of freaks me out because like the way time just jumps. And it's like, oh, man. When I first read this book it was like literally 10 years ago and now I'm reading it again and it's like I'm just jumped and I get it like it it's a really good book. It, I think it is it is one of his newer ones as far as Stephen King goes. But I think it is like up there as far as like great Stephen King.
0: Would you put it in like the top 1% of his books?
1: Um, I think if we're going to do a top five Stephen King books. And I conclude-
0: well, I mean, 1% would be top, like, 200 Stephen King books.
1: That's true. Yeah, I w- I'd put it there. smackity doo. Ah, you did it.
0: Um. Okay, so the category for best narrative came up, and Guardians of the Galaxy won, which seemed like the fifth best option on the list, so... Hmm. I don't know. Now, my choice for Glad Space, uh, thinking in line with Game Talk today... Uh, Anthony recommended a very interesting YouTube channel, which I wish that he had better branding, but the channel name is Josh Strife Hayes, because that's his name. But he does a series called The Worst MMO Ever, and he just plays every single MMO that's on Steam and reviews it sincerely. And I think it's the kind of thing you might appreciate, since you've played a couple MMOs. You've at least tried a couple. Yeah, you played enough of WoW to understand like what those are like, uh, and you've also commented that you love my stories of like random shitty experiences online that
1: yes, I love your you. You would never
0: experience. So that's basically what this channel is. Is like he'll he'll try Rift, and he'll be surprised to find a bunch of people playing it, and he'll ask like, "Hey, why do you play Rift? Like, you know what 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 does this game offer that other MMOs don't?" And he'll get an answer like, "I don't know. This is my first MMO," and it's just interesting to see someone that's max level and they—it's like they don't even know why they're playing Rift. And he'll mm-hmm. critique it from standards of like current video gaming of like, should you even waste your time checking it out out of curiosity or not? And sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes it's yes. Like, oh, this is so weird. It's almost like a bad movie where you kind of like want to sit down and puzzle what the devs were thinking. I can't remember the game but there was one where the tutorial ends with like a max level boss that you cannot beat and for some reason you can just choose to walk away from it and end the tutorial but other players will show up and help kill it sometimes. Oh and that's it's like cool. was this here intentionally to be a community thing or is it bugged out and they can't figure out how to unbug it so they let you quit the tutorial early? But other players choose to overcome it. And it just becomes this interesting thought experiment of like, what is this? What's going on? And just, again, because MMOs are so unique and playing with strangers and stuff. Um. So yeah, I recommend look up Worst MMO Ever, because it's easier to type than Josh Strife Hayes. But he has a bunch That's of these episodes up.
1: Like really good Warhammer painting content.
0: yes. Most of the reviews are 20 to 30 minutes long. Perfect. So I've kind of like, when I sit down to draw a comic, I put his channel up. And I've been like, binge catching up on those.
1: Okay, I'm in a Facebook group, and someone's like, hey guys, watching the Game Awards? If so, what are you drinking? I'm polishing off a bottle of Glenn LeVay 18 years Scotch. And it's like, why why are you drinking good Scotch and watching this? (laughs) In a very (laughs) nice glass.
0: You're, you're supposed to be mixing Smirnoff with Mountain Dew. I'll
1: type that. That's not Smirnoff with Mountain Dew. I think you're watching the wrong awards. But I spelled wrong and correctly. The base, there we go. Fixed. Fixed it, everybody. We're good.
0: Here, can you send him this picture?
1: <laughs> Describe <laughs> it to the listeners. Okay, so it is a. I don't even want to call it a fancy martini glass because it's got a couple of bins in it like a bendy straw, but it's a martini glass. Um, it's garnished with a Dorito, and then it's it's filled with Mountain Dew, and it has a, a, a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew behind it. And it's on like a a granite countertop.
0: Honestly, if I had friends over, I would have made these and like had them out on a table when they arrive.
1: I, I am super attaching this picture to this, too. Super, that great.
0: <laughs> so, I hope everyone at home had a fun game of words.
1: Yeah. Or at work. Pictures. I wonder when
0: people listen to this show. While driving?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Good night, everybody.
1: night, everybody.